I'm using my content in so many ways that it's nearly like when you're cooking and you make a good tomato sauce and you're mm-hmm. buying very best ingredients like those sun-ripe tomatoes and the fresh herbs and you're simmering it up. And now you have a big batch of tomato sauce and you can use that for a lot of different things, right? Yes. Pasta, pizza, you could dip bread in it. So you have a lot of different options. That's what I do with my content. So I create one high quality batch of content and then I keep on repurposing. Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Welcome back to another episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Brown, and my guest today is Christiana Schroeder, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, and that title includes being a coach, a course creator, a fitness instructor, and a college professor. Get ready for your day's dose of positivity with Christiana. I met Christiana through an online networking group, and as we chatted, I discovered she has a unique method of repurposing her content to amplify her efforts and reach many more people. I wanted her to come on the podcast to share about how she took action quickly with a new content playground and how she used that content to multiply her reach when she easily and quickly repurposed her original content. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to share some of my secrets. Oh. And it's wonderful that we are connecting across the miles. Oh, yes. You're on one side of the country. I'm on the other side. It's <laughs> just so neat how technology all brought us closer. Absolutely. And it's always wonderful to share via the podcast as well, because, of course, some of the things we learn, we are somewhat figuring out a system and then it's even better to get a wider audience and share that because we all have our pain points and once we overcome those pain points you look back and you're like you know what that is something I've experienced that probably somebody else has the same problem I'm really looking forward to it I think we planted the seeds there are lots of teasers and people are like just tell me what is it (laughs) (laughs) oh I know I want to get into it but just to continue the suspension a little longer Can you tell us, how did you get started with Hello Happy Nest? What's the background on that? Yeah, that's a great question. After I had children, I realized it's much harder to get into a car and drive to a gym. And it's also quite expensive. I live in California. So some of the gyms here in town charge, you know, about $200 per month. That's probably the going rate. And childcare, I won't even go into detail how much that is per month, especially if you are a full-time mom. So there's a cost factor. There's a time factor in driving there and back. And then, of course, there's also the factor of, do I have motivation to do this right now? So I started a wellness coaching business myself because I figured out that you can actually work from home and you can also work out from home. So you can make your work life balance, a very efficient, 
symbiosis or adventure at home and basically create little workouts in between your busy day. And hello happiness just means that you're saying hello to becoming happier because you're adding that self-care, you're feeling better in your body, and you're also becoming a better mom, a better wife, a better partner, a better professor in the classroom because I teach in the classroom. I share with students my daily struggles and how I overcame them. And so I really practice what I preach. I take care of myself and that wellness coaching program now is a successful online coaching business. So I record workouts. I record dietitian tips. I record recipes. I have handouts and everything is really just five to 10 minutes long. And I've had Hundreds of people that have reached out to me during the pandemic and said, we would love to get more advice. We are all at home. And all of a sudden I thought, here is my platform. So I launched my program during the pandemic and have helped many women since then reach their own status of saying hello, happiness. And it's quite amazing because it's really something that is passion of mine. At the same time, it also creates joy because I feel that I'm reaching out and I'm doing something good and it keeps me going. I love that. So your ideal clients then, are they all moms? Are they mompreneurs? Who are the people that you are trying to reach? That's a great question. So typically I'm trying to reach somebody that has been maybe frustrated with working out at a gym for various reasons. Maybe it was the cost, maybe it was the time. Maybe they just didn't find something that they really enjoyed. So I'm trying to connect people to listening to their body and finding their own unique workout, their own unique nutrition that does good things in their body. Because my program is really not about you have to follow this diet plan. I'm more teaching how can you connect with your body and listen what your body truly needs that make your body succeed in your day-to-day activities. So I always emphasize in all of my health coaching that many things that we do when we work out are what's called a functional move. You do a move and that imitates what you might be doing when you're lifting a package and you're putting it on a shelf. So we're working out the shoulders, for instance. It's the same with your nutrition. So you're taking care, for instance, of your eyes by eating certain fruits or eating vegetables or eating other foods that take care of your eyes because you need those eyes for your work and just for enjoying the outside. So I always emphasize everything is connected and you need to tune into that connectivity. And that's really what my program is all about. So I call myself a motivation and wellness coach. So it's a lot about motivating to get started and motivating to stick to it. And I have a very strong system and a strategy of incorporating those five to 10 minutes and showing you how to do that so that you can succeed. And the feedback has been really amazing. So people that wanted to lose weight for various reasons, or maybe they just didn't feel well, they were tired, they were sluggish, have reported back to me how it has transformed their life. And those transformation stories are very uplifting, but at the same time, I'm sharing them because there are many others that are not that open to sharing them and they're experiencing the same pain points. So it's not one size fits all. It's 
very tailored, it sounds. Correct. It's not, we all have to buy these shakes and drink them three times per day. It's more about incorporating wellness into your day so it works for you. And I'm saying this very slowly because it's really about the comfort in your own body and the comfort that movement and mindfulness and nutrition brings to you. And that is really the main thing. And I think that all of us know we need to eat more fruits and vegetables. Right. To move. But we still don't do it. <laughs> and why don't we do it? Because many of these things just don't sound or feel appealing. So I'm teaching you how can we find things that sound or feel appealing? And maybe it's like buying shoes. You have to try on different fruits and vegetables. You have to try on different workouts. And I hope you find those that when you put it on, you're like, oh, gosh, that's just like jogging pants. I'm feeling comfortable. That's right. Hello, happiness. All of a sudden, you're comfortable with who you are, what you do, and you are taking care of yourself. That's great. You're so correct. because. If somebody doesn't like or feel right with a wellness tip or habit, not that it's actually started to be a habit, it's not going to continue because they're not going to continue to do it if it doesn't feel right to them. People may not want to go to the gym, but maybe they want to start playing pickleball or any number of other games, and that's their exercise. So I get it. I got off the exercise bandwagon myself, but I'm getting back into now walking. And walking, especially in nature, is really like my joy. I love being out in nature. That's amazing that you connect your movement to your mind, because that's really what I'm all about. So it's moving outside the walking, but your mind is enjoying the nature. So absolutely, the, the program, as I say, it's all online. It's virtual. We have a social community where we connect with each other. So I have like weekly office hours where I answer questions. And if people can't make that, then they can reach out to me. So it's really about connecting with what your body truly needs and tuning in and listening to those needs because we sometimes just ignore that our body is actually talking to us. And then once you get that voice of your body, you realize it has been there all along. So I love that you're bringing up the walking in the nature because it's an easy one. You don't need to spend money. You don't need to drive anywhere. And you could just do that for five minutes, walk up and down the street and yeah. go back in and pick it back up. And, and I, the habit. I am so lucky. I can literally walk across the street and I'm in 2000 acres of woods. It's beautiful. And what's good about that is it was always maybe there. You did some other exercise that obviously maybe didn't spark the joy. No. And now you're walking and you're like, oh, that was so simple. That was actually much easier than what I thought I need to be doing. And my body feels great. And now I'm picking this up. I applaud you about this. Thank you. Job. Yeah. Just got to keep it up now. Yeah. Tell us about this repurposing epiphany that you had with your content. I was so intrigued when we had our chat a week or so ago. And I said, oh, you've got to share that with my audience. So just take it away and tell me, tell us all how that happened. So I actually also have a podcast. And when I was debating about a name for the podcast, and I thought about myself, and I just talked about this wellness program that I have, it's called Journey to Wellness. 
I thought, how would I label myself? What do I really do that makes me stand out? So one thing that I do is I repurpose things. And that's probably a very great trait because it makes you resourceful. Like, for instance, I love walking. But when I walk, I listen to a podcast or maybe I have a phone conversation. So it's like a walkie-talkie. I call it a walkie-talkie because you're walking and you're talking. So I thought with my content repurposing, I'm really behaving just like what the name of my podcast is now, which is Happy Healthy Hustle. I'm behaving totally like a happy, healthy hustler. Because I'm using my content in so many ways that it's nearly like when you're cooking and you make a good tomato sauce and you're mm-hmm. buying very best ingredients like those sun-ripe tomatoes and the fresh herbs and you're simmering it up. And now you have a big batch of tomato sauce and you can use that for a lot of different things, right? Yes. Pasta, pizza, you could dip bread in it. So you have a lot of different options. That's what I do with my content. So I create one high quality batch of content. And then I keep on repurposing. Yeah, I'm also the queen of analogies, by the way, which is why (laughs) I love that. I may have to steal that one. (laughs) That's great. All right. So tell us how you do it. This is a relatively new podcast that you started. Yeah, my Happy Hustle podcast was born on 3-23-23. Um, I am a marketing professor. So aside from coming up with wonderful names, that roll of easily of the tongue, like Happy Healthy Hustle and Hello Happiness, I'm also in coming up with good dates that you can remember. And the 3-23-23 was the birthday. And I'm really feeling that the birth of the podcast brought my Hello Happiness to an even higher level because now I can reach more and I can make them curious about my wellness program, but I can also pick up on new topics in my podcast that are maybe questions that people have. So I can also use it as a promotional marketing tool in reaching out and answering questions that I feel might be a burden and you may be feeling, I'm going to ask this, but I don't really know other people having the same problem. There's never a bad question. No. So I'm answering a lot of this on my podcast and I'm inviting amazing guests and I'm super excited about it. So yeah, we have launched and again, the feedback has been quite lovely. There's a local organization that has reached out to me now about being a keynote speaker. And that's basically, they say, oh, and I know you have a podcast too. And it's yes. So it's been really creating momentum. I love that because it used to be, oh, You've got a book. You got all these doors open to you, stages, speaking events, things like that. Now it's, oh, you've got a podcast. Oh, come speak. I've said in the past, the podcast is the new book. It really creates that authority for you within your niche. So you said that you do a quality piece of content. Mm -hmm. And then tell us about how you repurpose and slice and dice it to be everywhere all at once with that repurposing. Yeah, so that high quality piece that, as I mentioned, that's the tomato sauce, right? It's the Mm -hmm. basis, so to speak. Let me maybe walk you through what a high quality piece of tomato sauce would be. Because again, my hello happiness was really taking off during the pandemic because people were at home, the gyms were closed. And so they reached out and they said, we want virtual content. So I created 
high quality video content. And my videos are all really funny in my program, which is part of the reason why it's so successful because I am very animated and I put a lot of uh, fun animations and little other clips in there just to plant a seed and a teaser in your it. So during the pandemic, I started doing Instagram lives or IG lives. I reached out to other high profile health coaches. I actually specialized in females. So I called it women in wellness and basically just asked them, would you be open to do an Instagram live with me? Maybe next 15, 20 minutes. And then we can share this live to an audience at a time that works for both of us, depending on where the time zone is that they're in. And of course, and this is something, as I mentioned earlier, there's never a bad question. I seriously, Melissa, did not think that some of these people would say yes. Because here I am, I am a professor, but at the same time, if you have 300 or 500,000 followers, I'm sure you have a lot of these people that are asking the same question. Can you be a speaker here? Can you be a speaker there? But I have to say 10 out of 10 said yes. And so I had a lot of people that truly immediately responded by Instagram. I sent them a message. I wrote up like a little text. And then I basically said, can you be a speaker via Instagram Live? And that's what we did. So we did Instagram Live during the pandemic. I thought every month or so I should do one. And it was good for me because I connected with my followers on Instagram that were at home. And at the same time, we gave them a little spark of joy. And at the same time, of course, I met these speakers then on the very personal and intimate level. That now, if I were to meet them in person, I would feel like we are great friends. It's an amazing opportunity if you interview somebody to connect with that person. And especially if you're doing a visual piece with it, that you see how they are. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, I already know you. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That that connection. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I basically, before I did the Instagram live, sent them the questions. And because I'm a professor, I do the same thing when guest speakers come to my classroom. I basically have three questions and then all of the guest speakers get the same questions, which gives us the opportunity to compare the questions across guest speakers. I did the same format for my Instagram lives. So my three questions were the same. And then if we had a discussion and it went off a little bit, I was still able to bring it then back to that second or third question throughout the discussion. So the audience knew what to expect, which helps to create a red thread through your interview, so to speak. So I talk with the Instagram lives and then on your phone, what you can do is you can save the Instagram live and post it afterwards. And now I'm like smiling because again, I'm not best friends with these people, but then sometimes our discussions, which is, I was saying 15 to 20 minutes, but sometimes those discussions went on for 45 minutes. And questions from the audience that come in and you're laughing and you're sharing family stories. And it's just this, you don't even know anymore that you're on Instagram Live. It's this wonderful connection. And why stop it if it works well? So Instagram Lives ranged from somewhere between 15, 20 minutes to all the way to 45 minutes. That they were definitely substantial pieces of content. And it all happened in 2022. Okay, so you start an Instagram live show. You invite industry leaders to come on and share answers to three same questions, same questions to everybody. 
But these vary between 15 minutes to about 45 minutes, depending on how much you can dig in there. <laughs> and then that live is out there immediately. And then you've got the recordings. So you just said that you've just finished editing one of those recordings. Tell us what you do with those recordings to repurpose. Great question, Melissa. So immediately after the live, you need to be ready. You need to have a good cover ready. Already prepare that ahead of time in Canva so that when you close the live, the video is hanging out there on your Instagram. You need to have a good cover that you can upload and then you can save the live recording with the cover that you created in Canva to your Instagram feed. So it will show up in your feed as that recording of 15, 20 or 45 minutes. Basically, it actually says what this was what all the, about. The video. Right. So you right. can just look in Canva and it's called an Instagram post. So you mm -hmm. get that square setup and you put the information in there about what the Instagram live was all about. You upload that and then you save the content and put it on your feed. So that's step one. So now what I noticed was I had the Instagram lives immediately afterwards. You save them to your phone. You save them to your feed. Of course, at that point, I'm realizing, oops, in this case, I'm saving a very long video to a social media where nobody is going to sit there and probably watch this. And you always look at analytics and figure out what's going on, what's not going well. If even a 30 second video is too long for many people because mm -hmm. they want five or six, how in the world are they going to watch a 30 minute video? So I started feeling I have these wonderful videos in my feed, beautiful cover and everything. And it's great people. But it's sitting there. Nobody uses it. It's when you're going to your attic and you're realizing, hold on, why am I holding on to some of these clothes that will never fit me again? I should probably do something with it, repurpose it, maybe offer it to somebody that might actually need them. Or maybe I can do something with it like huh, wear them again if they fit. <laughs> or wear them in a different setting. Who knows what? So repurposing, right? And in this particular case, I thought Instagram is not the right media to do a long video. I need to think bigger. Podcast was born this year, 323. And as I thought about material for the podcast, so my very first episode, I recorded with my husband, who supports my happy, healthy, hustling business. And then... I thought you can't really just launch a podcast with one episode. The no. way to launch it is you're going to have four things ready. You launch and boom, there's four. And I was like, yeah. I not that I have trouble recording, but I thought, well, what am I going to record? And then I thought, oh, I do have recordings. You've got recordings. Yeah. They're all there, all these superstars. And I thought, if in general, of course, it's quality people. It's quality recordings. So why not just use those? So I knew I had the audio sitting there, which is the main thing for my podcast. So basically what I did is I saved that video, put it into a video editing software because there's also a visual piece with it. I edited out the little, oh, we have some questions here and there, or there's sometimes like little pieces mm -hmm. in your life that you feel are just not part of it. So I edited that out. I recorded an intro where I talk about, hello, welcome to the Hello Happiness podcast. Put that before and then, of course, an outro afterwards. And then I basically had a full length, perfectly edited video with the audio, of course, that I saved. 
Then I extracted the audio from my podcast, which you can just do if you have a video software. You basically just export the, the audio, audio and by itself. or WAV file, and you can just save that and upload it to your podcast host. So there was that. So all of a sudden, I was like, mm, I have material. It's like you open a closet and you're finding these amazing sweaters that you didn't even know you had. You're like, I forgot about these last year. And they're right there. Oh, my gosh. And I love I them. love when that happens. Yes. Yeah, they were just right there, all these gems. And then I had no problem launching on 323.23 because my Happy Healthy Hustle podcast was recording with my husband, but I also had this woman in wellness series that I knew was the goal of my podcast. And I just launched it and had these superstar interviews right there. The edited videos. Did you put those on YouTube? So now let's call it full length. So I have <laughs> the full length audio, of course, the full length video, and I save it as podcast underscore name of that superstar whatever this morning i did somebody called mary so i'm going to launch that one in the next couple of days podcast mary and i put a little folder on my computer so then what am i going to do with the video because you're wondering why does she have the visual with it too after i launched the podcast and i put that on my podcast host i basically around these three questions that i create a shorter version so i save it with a new name and I basically create three clips that I call question one, question two, question three. And each of those clips starts with me asking that question. So there's three new video audio clips and they basically start with, all right, so let's talk about, and my questions are always like, what is your personal superpower? And my second question is, were there any challenges and how did you overcome it? And then the third question is, who are your biggest influencers and why? So then I have now question one, question two, question three, short clips. And I use these short clips in Canva and create a carousel. And that's how I announce my podcast because people just hear little beginnings to the response, but I don't give them the whole thing yet. So at that point, it's a carousel. So they can go question one, swipe, question two, swipe, question three, swipe. And then the last one on that carousel said, if you want to hear the full thing, listen to the podcast. So that's my little version where people actually see the visual because Instagram, again, is all about vision and it's quick. It's just like they're swiping through that carousel right there. So the long version became three short versions. So it's like a little family that keeps on multiplying. Right. So we have the long one and we got three little ones like hanging around there. And now I'm really pushing that. You can also, of course, push that into stories on Instagram. So you can create a story teaser with the audio clip or you could show those little videos or maybe even just the images from the video and announce it in stories that, again, keeping in mind, they're only live for 24 hours, but you could also create in Instagram, a new way to save them. And then maybe you repurpose your stories again and send it out again. That's all podcast and editing the video to support your announcing your podcast episode has launched. I have a beautiful freebie that I'm going to give out to all the listeners here. We actually created a flowchart. I am a professor, so I really am a visual thinker and how to <laughs> learn things. So I created a beautiful flowchart along with step-by-step -step layout. So I created like a little booklet that you can get for free. 
after this podcast that you connect with me and I would be happy to send that to you. Oh, and I love it. I'm looking at this oh. right now and it's gorgeous. Okay. I can't so wait to get my fun. hands on it too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm very so, proud about it. This is great. So you start with that Instagram live. You've, mm-hmm. you've got that content out there immediately. Then you take it and you turn it into an Instagram post, but you discovered that people weren't consuming it because it's too long. It's not the right platform for that length of a recording. Then you started your podcast and you've been using the audio in the podcast and you've got the video, which you put on YouTube, but you also take pieces of each of the episodes and you make carousel, Instagram carousel, a short which could be a reel that could also be on YouTube. Do you do TikTok? Yes, I do too. Okay. Yep. yep. And TikTok. One more, one more biggie, but I let you finish your sentence. Then you got your Instagram story. You got your Instagram reels. And go ahead, continue. What else do we have today? But now, of course, think of social media as kind of like a restaurant that you like to go to. And it's nice. It's there. Maybe there's food that you really like. But now here's the thing. If they close and there was a meal that you really liked, you don't have that anymore in your life. So think of social media as something. If you want to have it in your life, you need to have those recipes from the restaurant and make them in your own home. So that's Mm -hmm. the way to think about social media. So the podcast is all mine, right? Mm -hmm. The Instagram lives, because I recorded it, are on my phone. So that's all mine. But I also want to create a written content from those amazing interviews and maybe there are people that don't like to listen that they rather want to read right so then what I do is I take the long form video the one that I edited and saved and I create a blog post out of it because I also have a blog and I can of course use the pictures from these different recordings I can even Use a little short-term teaser video in my blog post. Again, those could be the question one, two, three videos at the beginning of the blog post to make the blog post a little more interactive and not just a written content, but it also has little clips in there. So that's another thing that I want to bring people to my website so that they can read it and enjoy it there, but they also find out more about me and they might see my program or anything else, and they learn a little bit more about what I do. So I basically transcribe the audio content to written content. And because I already edited before, it is at that point very good. There are mm-hmm. no more M's and O's in there. At that point, the content is very good. This is just golden. So are there other places that you... Do you take any of the pictures, because you said you have the pictures that you put in your blog post, do you take any of those pictures and turn them into Facebook posts or? Now I have my blog post there and my blog post is, again, centered. It could be the three questions, which creates Mm -hmm. structures. You have your main headline and then you have your sub headlines, which could be those questions that you ask, or maybe even going off um, something else that the speaker was exceptionally experienced in. So that needs to be shared with my audience as well. So of course, I also have a mailing list, right? Email. Then I use the content from the blog and I create a newsletter. And you could even use ChatGBT for that. Copy the whole blog post, paste it into ChatGBT, and you could say, write me a newsletter based on this content. 
And if you don't like the first attempt, just be more specific. Yeah. Writing in my style. And you can train it so that because it's based on memory, understands your style. And it's not writing something that's not your voice. And then, of course, you have to go back in and still make it a little bit more your voice. But it's not like the, oh, I now I have to write a newsletter. <laughs> because the first thing is done. And you can do the same thing with your blog post. So you have your newsletter that goes out to people that then know the blog post exists, the podcast exists, and they might find me on Instagram, which they maybe not have known that it was there. And of course, because those people right there might be even on other social media, I can repurpose the YouTube shorts for TikToks. I can also repurpose the images and put them on Pinterest. And Pinterest might drive back people to my website or my blog. And of course, I can also have the newsletter rich with different information because there is maybe more personal knowledge that I share there that I wasn't able to share in the blog or in the Instagram life. And it made people learn and become more curious about me. Beautiful. I've got a question for you. These blog posts that you have, you've got the three different questions. You could actually take these and turn them into an ebook, compile all of them and put them into an ebook. Or you could take each one of the influencers, the leaders that you've interviewed, take the one question and create one ebook with what is your superpower? And you could have all however many there are with that as the topic and the second one with challenges that they've faced and then riff off of that creating ebooks. This could go on and on. Yep. And then Melissa, that's why you're the expert. I had not thought about the ebook. But now that it's on my mind, <laughs> yes, and I'm feeling we onto something because I am a professor. So I like writing. I like explaining things. And my third joy is really I like sharing things. So I like that you bring this up because to me, it's something if I have knowledge and I don't share it, I call it you're stealing others because you're really depriving them of something that you could have shared with the world that was very special to you that somebody else could have learned and maybe uplift them and you didn't. So in this case, the ebook might be another great way to repurpose this. Like you said before, if you're going to the restaurants and the restaurants close, those recipes are gone. This is your own real estate, a book, an ebook, something that you could sell, whether you have it on Amazon or you sell it on your website. That website's your own. That ebook would be your own. The yeah. podcast is your own. So yeah, all these different ways. It's like you do something once and yes, you do have to do a few other things, slice and dice and edit and pretty it up or whatever for the different platforms. But you do something once and you've got all these other places where you could use that same content. And it's like you're everywhere all at once. You're exploding, but it's not like you're creating brand new content that's difficult to sit down and create that from scratch. This is all something you do at once and you just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's correct. And it's even the same with the podcast. Another thing that I do is when people invite me to speak on their podcast, I frequently then ask them, if you are able to, I would love to have you on my podcast too. Because there is something that they saw in me. And when we have that connection, the relationship, recording two podcasts back to back frequently creates a very unique 
experience is as if the viewers listens to two friends talking because we're already <laughs> familiar with each other. So that's another tip that I would recommend. When you already have an interview lined up, just ask, do you maybe have the ability to do that as well? And of course, it's something that we all always gain unique opportunities and we feel we're getting something amazing. And sometimes it's surprising too. So maybe sharing like a surprising fact. Last week, I posted an Instagram reel where I am making cookies for my students. Every quarter, I make cookies for them. It's a lot because I have hundreds of students. So we make these cookies from scratch, chocolate chip cookies. And I shared that via Instagram. And I saw that this particular video or this reel of my chocolate chip cookie experience ended up exploding on Instagram. So now I think it's beyond 300,000 views and awesome 4,000 likes. And that's the beauty of this, that sometimes you throw something against the wall like spaghetti and you're like, oh, does it stick? Does it not work? And then sometimes it totally does. <laughs> so the podcast ended up working perfectly for me. This chocolate chip cookie reel ended up being amazing and it gave me thoughts for new content. So the one thing I always emphasize as an entrepreneur is you have to be flexible it can't just be maybe those three questions are amazing now, but maybe in a few months, I will modify it a little bit. So that's mm -hmm. also something that's important. Content repurposing is great. And you could even maybe learn that you are repurposing it to a new form or maybe not to TikTok anymore because it doesn't hit your target market. So it's just listening in and figuring out what works and what doesn't work and then adjusting from there. Yes. That is a very unique recipe for success. Because as small entrepreneurs, we have the ability to change course. And that content repurposing is something that allows us to do that too, because we don't need to always follow that same recipe, maybe adjust course and then pick it up from there. Just make it efficient. Yeah. And maybe you come up with new questions and that'll be book number two when you oh. compile them all together. Exactly. And it's unique because you're connecting with your target market and you're actually listening into what their pain points are. And it makes you a better coach because you're becoming more aware about trends and how pain points change over time, too. So it really is just a win-win altogether. This has been great. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I know folks are going to want to be able to reach you. And of course, they're going to want to get your flowchart. I can't wait to get my hands on that too. So tell us again your website. Tell us where you hang out mostly on social media and tell us again the name of your podcast. And I'm going to put all these links into the show notes, but I just want you to go ahead and tell everybody here. So my website is all in one word, hello, happy nest. Because it's the nest we create with our own bodies and we're saying hello to that happy nest. Hello, happy nest. And my podcast is called Happy Healthy Hustle because we are all hustlers deep down. And I would love for you to reach out via Instagram where I'm at. Instagram is hello.happy.nest. I'm quite active on Instagram. So that's the main social media that I am using, which is why my content repurposing strategy started at Instagram. Because we can't be everything to everybody. No. We all we have one social media that works better for us. So that's really where my content starts. And that's where I get my ideas. And I'm also on Facebook, on TikTok. I would love for you to, again, reach out via Instagram or via email. And that's info at 
hellohappiness.com. And I would be happy to send you my little freebie, which is my chart. It's a flow chart. It shows how I repurpose my content. So it will help you step by step. And I also wrote it out. And there are even a few steps in there we didn't even talk about right here. So you can get some secret nuggets and some insight as well. And who knows, you might discover something new or maybe you get that next viral reel and then we can share the joy together. Awesome. Okay. All those links, including for the freebie, are going to be in the show notes. So all you listeners can go over there and grab that because I know everybody's going to be running over there to get that, me included. Thank you so much, Christiana. This has been so great. Thank you for sharing this with us. Thank you. Super exciting. Yeah. All right. So thank you also, listeners, for tuning in for another episode. And until we meet again, get your content out there. Christiana has given you such a blueprint for creating incredible amounts of content. So start getting that content out there. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcast and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world. Mm -hmm.